Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend, and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elixinol. And Zach, really, really slow day in free agency yesterday. In fact, it was such a slow day, I, I ended up falling asleep around 7 p.m. Broncos do nothing. And here we are on day two uh, with with everyone around the league improving the Broncos aren't doing anything. Well, at least we're on the same page, Ryan, because I always fall asleep earlier than you. I was in bed at 6.45. Well, so we'll see if the Broncos make any moves today. Oh, what's this I'm reading here? <laughs> Everyone is freaking out. Oh, my gosh. You would have thought that it had been three or four days. I mean, what, what? it wasn't even 12 hours, right? It opened at 10 a.m. as we were doing this podcast. And what? I guess it was nine hours later they made their first move. And that's kind of become, uh, I guess, a tradition now. Maybe John likes to do his work after a hearty steak at Elway's. You know what, John? I don't like it. I'd appreciate if you did it at 10.01. Here's what probably happened is John and the Broncos heard that I was going to be on the fan from 6 to 9, and they said, you know what? Let's hold everything back. Give Ryan something to talk about when he makes his debut on uh, on 104.3. So were they being nice or were they seeing if you could live up to the challenge? Was he throwing you a bone or, or, or giving you a hard thing? I think they were being nice because th- talking for three hours about the moves the Broncos aren't making is a lot harder than talking about the moves they are making. That is, you're, you're a local celebrity now. That was pretty fun. Got to admit, it was cool. Uh, shout out to everyone who reached out on Twitter and said they were enjoying it and, and anyone who said they didn't too but uh <laughs> i really appreciate you guys and did you get some uh, haters i got haters on the text line mm. but i was prepared for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i don't think anyone has a show on there without having haters on the text line no talking too much broncos or what no just like like if you say anything 
um, bad about John Elway, then there's someone saying, like, you're an idiot. John Elway's the greatest. If you say anything good about John Elway, then there's someone saying, like, you're an idiot. John Elway's an imbecile. <laughs> so, how do you feel about John Elway today? I think John Elway did a pretty great job yesterday. Mm. Gonna be honest. The way the situation the Broncos were in, they were gonna get two players, I always thought. And they got Kareem Jackson, who I kind of wish he would have been more on my radar because once I started learning things about Kareem Jackson, he sounds like a true Vic Fangio type of guy. Um, I think obviously he's in the latter stages of his career, but he also is coming off of the best season of his career. So you're not seeing a you know deterioration from him. You eventually will. You know if this deal, if he plays out this whole deal. He'll play till he's 34, but in my opinion, this is a two-year, $23 million deal for a guy who just came off the best season of his career, so you're, or one of the best seasons of his career, so you're hoping that he can re- replicate that this year, and then maybe he takes a step back in the second year, and then you figure it out after that, but that deal, the one that came in around 7.15 in the, in, in the evening, to me, it was a really great deal, and, and people want to talk about overpaid, blah, 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 too old, and I'm just like, okay, well, did you want a player or not? Because all day you were complaining about how they weren't getting any players. <laughs> now they got a guy who was truly a, a played at a Pro Bowl level last year, and now you're telling me they overpaid. Well, guess what? Everyone overpaid for everyone. So the Broncos got a starter, and... They paid what the going rate is for starters. Here, here's what my initial thoughts were. Okay, okay, great, great signing. Good player, very good player, perfect fit for Vic Fangio. And then I said, what position does he play? Because I know Kareem Jackson. I know he's a defensive back. He's a safety. He's a corner. And so my initial question was, well, who did they just pay $11 million to? Was it to a safety? Was it to a corner? And we still don't officially know yet, but Ryan, he, he's going to be a cornerback this year, I would imagine. that That's when he had his breakout season last year, was when he had to move to cornerback because the Texans needed him to. And he turns out to be, according to Pro Football Focus, the fifth best cornerback in the entire league, only trailing, or just trailing, Chris Harris Jr. So this, and another thing, a uh, reaction was, win now. This is such a win-now move. There were guys a lot younger available that the Broncos could have got on this in the secondary, whether it was at safety, whether it was with cornerback. No, they got a 30-year-old. He's going to be 31 this year. Uh, and this, I mean, Chris isn't necessarily super young either. This is about winning right now. You don't have to worry about Kareem Jackson taking a year to learn the system or still getting into you know football shape and getting his body used to this. No, he's going to hit the ground running automatically plugs the hole that the Broncos had at second cornerback and immediately upgraded that position. Couldn't agree more. You know what my first thought was? Chris Harris is going to love this. Mm -hmm. Now, other than the fact that he might be a little concerned that they're not going to have the money to pay him right now. Mm. um, I think that might be, you know, something that he might be a little worried about, but other than that, he is going to love playing with Kareem Jackson. Um, they took a guy in Bradley Roby who was not a match for Chris Harris. If Chris Harris was on cornerback Tinder, he would swipe left on Bradley Roby. <laughs> he would swipe right on Kareem Jackson. Uh, Kareem Jackson is a heady player. 
He's a leader. He's a veteran. He's a film junkie. All the things that Chris Harris Jr. is, and I think these guys are going to be best buds uh, there in the secondary, and it's someone that Chris can trust. He knows, okay, I'll get this side of the defense in the right place. He'll get that side of the defense in the right place. I think he will play um, a bit of safety. Uh, it's all going to depend on the sub package and the down and who else the Broncos have out there at corner. But I think there's a chance you're going to see him play some safety. He even played some in-the-box safety last year. This guy's, you know, a 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, five, yep, 5'10". 5'10", 185 or something. Yep. Dude, he plays like you might as well be Landon Collins out there with the with the ferociousness he plays with. Yeah, you cannot tell that he's a smaller dude out there. And in fact, Philip Lindsay knows that pretty darn well. Philip Lindsay, we talked about it. Vance Joseph talked about it. Everyone talked about how Philip Lindsay was great at avoiding the big hit, except for one time, and that was when number twenty five on the Texans, Kareem Jackson, blew him up. That was literally zero percent Philip Lindsay's fault, though. Yeah, but still, he blew him up. He didn't have a chance to avoid the big hit there. Uh, I think Case Keenum was trying to kill him, but yeah, you're right. Kareem Jackson destroyed him. I, people keep like posting that highlight, and I'm like, stop doing this. I don't want to see Phil take that hit. It was hard on your soul. Right, it was. I was like, this is mean. So with Find Kareem- another highlight. <laughs> with Kareem Jackson, he can play corner, he can play safety. This also opens up the door for Justin Simmons to be able to, to do whatever he wants. And last year, I think it was Joe Woods said they asked Justin Simmons to do too much. Well, Joe Woods isn't here anymore. Do uh, d- does Vic Fangio take Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson and say, Justin, you're just a safety, and Kareem, you're just a cornerback? Or does he say, we're going to use you guys all over. Justin, you're a cornerback when we need a tight end to cover. Um, you're, you're just going to be completely on him because then we have Kareem Jackson to move around. Uh, I-, I would think for this year, at least the way the team sits now, you're really going to have Kareem Jackson just focus or pretty much focused just on cornerback because right now there's no third option. Do I think it could be Isaac Yadam? Yeah, I do think Isaac Yadam could step up. Do I think the Broncos are counting on him to step up? Obviously not. They just paid a cornerback $11 million. Yeah, um, you could put Kareem Jackson in the slot and have him you know, be your second outside guy, or you could try and you know, teach Yadam to play that nickel role. We'll see what happens with Yadam. I think they're going to try and draft over him, honestly. It's kind of a crazy thing where you're a third-round pick, and the way things shake out, all of a sudden the team's like, we need to get better there. We need to draft right over him. But the second that you weren't locked down as a rookie, the team started thinking of needs, and, and you you know your position became a position of need. So really quick, how does this signing change your view on how the Broncos will or won't draft at the safety and cornerback position. Doesn't change it. Yep. Because they're well, safety they were never going to draft in the first round anyway. Yeah. But corner is still a big need. It really is. As we learned in the in the Super Bowl years, you gotta have three. Now can Yadam be the can he be the Bradley Roby uh of this group? Maybe. But I still see the Broncos looking at okay what if we have Harris, Jackson, then we can get Byron Murphy, play him in the slot. He's a smaller guy, Chris Harris Jr.-esque. Chris Harris Jr. came in as a rookie and played in the slot. So I think the Broncos still look at that as a big position of need. I think Vic Fangio 
is probably saying, okay, now we really need to go linebacker in the draft because we didn't get one here in free agency. So, you know, help me out here, John. Um, I, I know we need, still need corner help, but we can get corners in the second. There's only two inside linebackers in this draft um, that are highly rated. Please give me one of the Devons so we can move forward. John's like, Vic, what do you think of Cream Jackson? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And John's like, wow, you really like him? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get him. Is it because, yeah, now there's one really glaring need on the defensive side of the ball, inside linebacker. And now I think John, well, John made the case to us that that's not a glaring need. What did he say? Did he say Todd Davis and Josie Jewell played excellent? Wasn't that the word? Excellent? Yeah, he likes those two guys. He has to know that they aren't Vic Fangio linebackers. I mean, you know, bash on John Elway all you want, but I I just assume he knows the coach he hired needs speedy, rangy linebackers in the middle of his defense. And what what was the scouting report on Josie Jewell that he was he he was smart enough to make up for the half step that he was slow? Instinctual, <laughs> right? Exactly. So um, I, I do believe that that's really the only the the biggest glaring need right now. I don't think it changes the Broncos' approach to cornerback in the draft. I can absolutely still see them going corner in the first round. I could also see him going linebacker in the first round, corner in the second. I could still see them going offensive line in the first round. Can ya? I still can. After after bringing in Juwan James for what turns out to be $12.75 million per season. He's the highest paid right tackle in the league, kind of by far, if he stays on the right side. And you have a first round pick in Garrett Bowles on the left. Are you going to try and tell me they overpaid? Yeah. I will, if you want to go in that conversation right now. Let's and, do it. And, and Kareem Jackson, did they overpay? Probably a little bit, but Kareem Jackson can can absolutely live up to that. He can live up to that $11 million contract. And In fact, I, I'm not, I didn't even make the argument, and I don't want to make the argument that they overpaid because if he plays the way he did last year, then they did not overpay for deal. him at all. So it, I, I like it. Three years, $33 million, Two years, $23 million. Good deal. Not going to say anything. And by the way, he's not even a top 10 corner deal based on that deal. Mm, yeah, that's important to note. It just shows you how good of a deal Chris is. And really quick, Chris has got to be, I mean, happy that they got Kareem Jackson, but furious that he doesn't have a deal right now and that they're putting that on the back burner. I, I can't imagine that. I mean, he shouldn't. Like, How much would he get if he hit the open market? Not just with the Broncos taking a, taking oh a deal. Oh, my God. Um, 15 plus. Yeah, I was going to say three years upwards of 50. 45, yeah, 50. Yeah, 15 plus. Crazy. But, but here's the thing. He he has to know that they have to fill spots around him or else as good as he is. Like, he was so frustrated last year with the players around him. I know it, it, it's me first, but in the end, you're not up. Like, you're up next year. We're not talking one or two million. We're talking like seven million, almost double what he should be getting paid. I don't know. I, I'm not saying he he's actually furious and is going to make a scene, but come on, he's got to be thinking, let let's get me upped right now. I think he wants he wants it. I just think he knows that they had they had to get guys around him, or else how good he is doesn't matter. It's the same thing as Von Miller, you know. Like if there's no one in the secondary to lock down the, the 
receivers and they can just throw quick passes all day like they did last year, then Von Miller can't do anything. If Chris Harris Jr. is locking down one side, the other side's wide open, then they don't, they never have to throw at Chris Harris Jr. You're thinking too much like, like a non-player, though. The, these, guys, these guys are all about money is huge. And they don't pass up on millions just so that they have a good teammate across from them. Yeah, I just remember Chris has incentives based on winning in his contract. Not anymore. Well, okay. <laughs> I thought they put it up. I, I thought they put it on both of these last two years on his. Contract. Was it on both of them? I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Okay. Anyways, back to Juwan James. You think they overpaid, and I mean, you think even considering what free agency is you still think they overpay exactly because because i'm totally okay with understanding that you overpay in free agency but the broncos went above and beyond that in what they gave to juan james like i said they they overpaid the the next highest paid right tackle 11.25 from juan james they they gave or, or by lane johnson juan james almost a million and a half more than that 10% 10% more than that for a guy who, frankly, j- just to be honest, is an average right tackle. That's what he's been throughout his career, not even counting the injury concerns that he brings to the team. Now, is it an upgrade? Absolutely. It is a huge upgrade for the Broncos. Uh, it hopefully... Just stop there. No. That's the end of the story. No. Th- then you're doing some Cleveland Browns stuff of just overpaying over it. Y- you can't do that. Because then you'll be able to fill half the spots on your team if you're just willing to go out and overpay every single free agency. You have no choice because the, there's only one thing that can make Denver a destination for a free agency, for a free agent right now. Only one thing. There's only one thing, and it's money. So it's did you want to get better on the line or did you not? Now, if they weren't bidding against anyone, then you can say, yeah, that was probably a bad deal. Like the Jaguars, who are... I'm pretty sure bidding against no one for Nick Foles and gave him $50 million guaranteed. To me, I feel like they played themselves there. If you could tell me that the Broncos were the only team in on Jawan James and they just wanted to come in with an offer he couldn't refuse right away, well, then I'll tell you that was a bad deal. Well, who are but- some other teams? Because I know, I know the Miami Dolphins said, walk, we're not going to even talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. But don't you think everyone in the – you know? There's at least 20 teams in the NFL that want a right tackle right now. I don't know if they wanted him for that price tag. And, and here, here's why I'm not saying it's a bad signing or that they shouldn't have done it. I'm just saying you can't ignore that, that, that they significantly overpaid. Of course they significantly overpaid, but, but they wanted him. So if you want a guy, you either are paying or you're not getting him. Now, maybe they got worked by his agent, and if so, good for Juwan James and his agent. But if there was a team in at, you know, 12, and he was going to go there, and the Broncos wanted him, their options were pony up, Bronco up, or or don't improve your offensive line. And I actually admire the fact that they said, you know what? Screw it. We are going to improve this line Come hell or high water. You admire the fact that they, they made a poor financial decision. Yes. <laughs> because it was a poor financial decision in the, in the interest of winning. And if you're going to win now, like I said, you better just go for it. Well, in the interest to, of... They yeah. had to get better on the offensive line. They had to. And what other options were out there at right tackle? Draft. 
John doesn't want to wait three years to draft uh, a guy. So what's he going to draft? Nothing? Is he going to trade all his draft picks? What I'm saying is they wanted a guy. They needed to get better on the offensive line. They have how many freaking holes on that line? And they said, we have to at least come out of here with a right tackle. And to me, in this division, right tackle is just as important as left tackle. Not to mention the fact that you don't really have a left tackle makes your right tackle even more important. And so the way I look at it, the Broncos essentially got a left tackle here for the way that they have to run their offense. Now, if they go draft a guy, that's, that changes things. The way that they run their offense is they slide towards their right they slide towards their left tackle to protect him because he's not very good. So it's Juwan James who's going to be out there on an island. Now, Mike Munchak better work his magic. And I can only assume that Mike Munchak signed off on this this guy. He said, oh, yeah, give me the 6'6 athletic freak, uh, and I'll turn him into a star. If he didn't, if John Elliott didn't even talk to Mike Munchak about this, which would seem to be idiotic, then I'm a little, I'm a little more concerned. But if Munchak said... Give me that guy, and I'll do as Garnecchia did with Trent Brown, and I'll make him a star. Then I, I say, you did what you had to do to get the guy. You always overpay in free agency. The numbers look gaudy this year because the salary cap is higher, so the players are asking for more. And I, like, I get it. I'm not saying this is a, this is a cushy deal. <laughs> I'm saying you did what you had to do, and good for you because you had the space to do it. Now you have a lot less space to make any more moves, but we always said they're getting two guys. So they got two guys at two positions of need. And here's the thing. he I believe that this signing outside of injuries is a high floor. You, cut, you know what you're getting in Juwan James in terms of a floor, and that's an average right tackle. Could be a tiny bit below average, but you're not going to get a guy that's just a revolving door on that side, letting Joey Bosa through every single play. Um, when, when you have to face the Khalil Max of the world, he's not just letting Joe Flacco get destroyed. So that's that's the, the high floor of him. What's the ceiling? I think it could be very high with Mike Munchak. Get, get, let Mike work with him. And yeah, maybe it is a Trent Brown deal going on. And remember, Trent Brown, we talked about yesterday, was fine during the regular season, was great during their stretch run. I think that's kind of what you can see with Juwan James. I don't. I think it's unrealistic to expect him to come in here and be a top five right tackle. Yeah, and you don't need him to be. You just need him to be better than bad. At that price tag, you need him to be better than bad. You've been bad and bad and bad and bad. But wasn't Jared Valdir? He, he, was, he was fine. He was the best thing they've had at right tackle since you need, Ryan Clady? Right, I'll put it this way. You need him to be a... a Solid upgrade from Jared Valdir in terms of his health and availability and in terms of his play on the field. By the way, speaking of Trent Brown, did you see the reports out of Oakland? What? They are one reporter who's who's one of the biggest ones that I've seen who covers the Raiders said that they don't think that he's playing left tackle. Mm. They think that he's going to stay on the right side. Wow. Or he's going to be on the right side and they're going to keep Colton Miller on the left side, who was their first round pick last year. Well, if that happens, then... He's not that then. He's uh, not the highest paid exactly. right tackle by a long exactly. shot. Exactly. So that's. Just I don't know something. if you want to base everything off the Raiders, though. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Uh, and and the idea was the reason that they said that is because right tackle, especially in the AFC West, now they have to go against Von Miller. The Broncos don't, uh, but is just as important as left tackle. Really quick, this just coming in. It's kind of speaking on this weird tampering window. Anthony Barr. 
who agreed with a big deal to, to join the Jets yesterday, is now backing out of that to go and sign with the Vikings and remain with the Vikings. So it's, a, it's an interesting time. I mean, we asked the question, why do the Broncos have to stay with the trade with Joe Flacco if something changes in the next month? Well, they don't have to. And, and just like this, just at this time, players can't officially sign, so they could back out. Now, I don't think that'll happen with the Broncos at all, but it's really interesting to actually see that happen. Yeah, uh, he McDaniels them. <laughs> he certainly did. He McDaniels just, was even worse. I was going to say, he just didn't lead, lead them along for, what, three weeks or a month? Yep. Uh, but anyways, I, I get where you're coming from, and I get that it's not a uh, – it, it puts a lot of pressure on Juwan James, honestly. Because Juwan, and it should. It, it should. But if Juwan James turns out to be a good right tackle, just I'm leaving it at good. This Top was a 10. good deal. This was the right deal. Top ten. Um, he can be number ten. Yeah, sure. But he's 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 got to be better than than what he's. Been. I would say top eleven, <laughs> upper third of the league. And uh, he, here's the, I'm not really caught up on the money part of this. I just I just had to to point it out there. Um, I wasn't going to say anything about Kareem Jackson because it was fine. This you have to admit that it's overpaying. But like you said, the Broncos had a very big hole there. Uh, it's good to hopefully solidify that this is this is John Elway taking a bigger swing with even a potential bigger miss than he's done in the years past because what what's it been it's been short one-term fixes it was Donald Stevenson three years ago it was Menelik Watson two years ago it was Jared Valdir last year they were all uh, on longer than one year contracts but I mean Menelik Watson was what six million dollars uh, or Donald Stevens was $5 million. Menelik Watson was $7 million. Jared Valdir, the Cardinals helped out a little bit, so I think he was around $7, $8 million as well. Now you're going $13 million for, with what, 30, $32 million guaranteed, so pretty much three years. So you're hooked on this guy for way longer than any of the other guys. He better turn out to at least be good. And, and if he's good, then you're fine with it. No one's going to be talking about the money like you're saying. But... It's still risky. It's risky because if he's not good, it looks like a a terrible, terrible deal. And then everyone's going to say, why are you... Did Garrett Bowles, just like Paxton Lynch, freak you out about drafting a quarterback? Did Garrett Bowles freak you out from drafting offensive line? That's what the patterns are showing us. Yeah. The first... I mean... But that would also well, I guess they don't they didn't consider Bradley Roby a bust, and they did draft Shane Ray after they or they did draft Bradley Chubb after considering Shane Ray a bust. So if the pattern doesn't completely suggest that, but you mentioned that drafting tackle, I think that's certainly still in play mm, in the first round. In the first round at ten, who you draft who, and what what do you do? So you draft Andre Dillard, and you put him at left tackle, and now you have bookends that you feel good about, assuming that you had to love Andre Dillard to draft him there. Now you have a left tackle you believe in, a right tackle you believe in. They're both prototypical size. They're both, you know, uh, the, the long, long-armed type tackles that everyone loves. And then you give Garrett Bowles a chance to play a guard, which I've long suggested. And, and again, I always get backlash from the offensive line people. Um, but, I say you give him a chance at guard, and if not, he's just your swing tackle. Is that what you do? Because I agree that that's an option. You you can well, absolutely the reason I think it's an that. option is because here here you are investing in the offensive line, but as we know, an offensive line is only as strong as its weakest link. 
And Garrett Bowles may not be the weakest link, but he sure ain't strengthening the links in that chain. So if what and what if you bring back Matt Paradis too now? That feels like a long shot to me. Um, I know there kind of was some buzz last night that they reopened talks with them, which clearly tells me that they, they're not as catch or as cap strapped as we thought they were. They're certainly, uh, feel flexible enough to move some money around to add another, uh, probably 11, $12 million player, which would put them at 36, right. With still needing 8 million to sign the draft class. Yep. So that's a little interesting because we had them about 38 coming in with needing eight to sign the draft class. Um, so they feel like they might be able to move some stuff around. But if you start investing in this line, why not just go all in and say, we're going to have a top five center, a top 10 right tackle and a top 10 pick at left tackle. Because you have holes at receiver, tight end, Potentially defensive line, you can fill inside those. linebacker, cornerback. The only one that that I don't think you can fill outside of the first round, honestly and truly, is uh, inside linebacker. So then how, how do you approach it in the draft? How are you filling all of those holes legitimately? If you go left tackle at 10, then you are getting a... You're going corner in the second? Corner in the second. So really quick, stop. In free agency, you're addressing tackle and corner. In the first two rounds of the draft, you're addressing tackle and corner for a team that the coach admitted there's needs all over the place. But there's you had two holes at tackle, and you have two holes at corner. And when you rank the importance of positions, it goes quarterback, tackle, pass rusher, that's already filled, and then cornerbacks. How does... how? How big is the need at tackle right now? Left tackle. I think it's huge. I think it's a hole, a gaping hole. And you think? Do you think the Broncos believe that? I don't know. Do you think John Elway believes that? The guy that drafted Garrett Bowles just two years ago. I can't speak to John's feelings on Garrett Bowles. I can speak to some of the guys who play with him, and they think it's a hole. And I bet I could, if I reached out to someone right now, they might even say. I wouldn't be surprised if Juwan James ends up playing left tackle. What do you think about that? Uh, that seems like a scary idea. But And why? Well, you know what also seems like a scary idea? Garrett Bowles playing left tackle. Mm. The reason why is because he just hasn't done it enough. He's he's a right tackle. Yeah. And, and that's okay. It's okay to sign a guy to be right tackle. And Ryan, we talked about this. Uh, I think you said it yesterday. You don't want to draft someone and have them change positions. So why Definitely. would you go out and pay someone all this money for what they've been average at and then have them switch positions? And Juwan James was a right tackle his entire year, his entire time of college. I believe he started 49 consecutive games, which was a record for an offensive lineman at the University of Tennessee. They must have had a good left tackle. Yeah, I think they had or a very they had good a line. left-handed quarterback. <laughs> and then in the pros, he was drafted to be a right tackle. He was a right tackle. It, he moved over after an injury to their left tackle in one of the seasons, and it was the worst he's performed in the NFL. After the season, they moved him back to right tackle, and he picked up where he was at right tackle. So that's why it's why, – why would you mess with that? Yeah, no. The only reason I, I mentioned that is because in talking to some guys on the team um, throughout the offseason, a lot of them thought that, that Garibalds would be moved to the right side. 
mm-hmm. because of the strain he was putting on the left side of the line needing help over there. Yeah. I mean, it may, it makes sense to move Garrett to the right, but do you have two right tackles now? Well, no. He might. It's like having two right feet or two left feet. Um, I don't know. What they're, I'm just saying I could see tackle because I just – I just feel like either Mike Munchak is – there's really only two things I feel that Mike Munchak could be saying. Oh, yeah, I can work with Bulls. I can make him good. Or I can't win with this line. Fix it all over the place. I I can see that. Now, what can you see more? Because you've said you can see tackle in the first round. You can see inside linebacker in the first round. And you can see cornerback in the first round. And I can see all of those too, but you can only go with one of them. If I could pick, if I could pick one, Mm-mm. no, not well, let you. Let me just say, not you. Let me just say, I me. know, I know what you're going. I'm going middle linebacker. Yep. But you, you just mentioned they addressed two needs in free agency, and two of the three needs we just brought up that are high value picks in that round. Really, in middle linebacker wasn't until guys like C.J. Mosley started getting seventeen million dollar contracts. Um, I would not. I, I, I think they would go with the tackle. Mm, you do because the draft is deep at the. At, at, again, middle linebacker is the one that just seems so obvious, but John Elway doesn't think that way. So it seems. Corners really deep in this draft, really deep, as deep as I've seen in a while. I think you can get a, a an instant starter like Rakusin in the second round. Tackle is never that way. Now, people find good tackles in the later rounds, but it's it's not a, a position you can count on finding high-level talent in the second round this year. Um, and linebacker, there's only two guys. You could throw in Hanks, but he's a project pick coming from New Mexico State, I believe. So I I, I could still really see them going tackle. To me, it it screams trade back. If they can find a partner, they're doing it because they could go tackle later in the first round. They could go cornerback later in the first round, and they can go inside linebacker later in the first round. So what they did on day one of free agency what was great was they helped their biggest need on the defensive side of the ball at corner, and they helped their biggest need on the offensive side uh, at, at tackles uh, on the offensive line, really. And then at tackles specifically. So that's, that's a great start for the Broncos. What do you do with Matt Paradis? You restarted talks with him. What do you do? Do you, uh, he wants to be paid this morning. He came out and said he wants to be paid to the level that he's played. I.E. I'm not taking a hometown discount, John Elway. And two, he wants to be with the winner. Okay. Why is he still on the market? Is he asking for too much? Are teams, just like John Elway, worried about him coming back from injury? <laughs> I still can't believe how much John Elway talked about his injury when he was asked about him at the Combine. He was convincing the other teams. Right. Look, whoa, this guy. I mean, I'll t- you haven't seen him walk? I have. It was, uh. He's like, I saw the leg. <laughs> I think they messed up the surgery. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll still pay him $7 million. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just don't know why he's still out there. I think maybe teams are actually worried about the injury. Now, here's the other thing. Wasn't it two teams yesterday, Buffalo and New York and and the Jets? Yep. Those were the two teams in on him. Yep. We're talking about a farm boy from Idaho. Yeah. 
Buffalo would have would have fit. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. Buffalo signed Mitch Morse. Buffalo was ranked as the uh, least desire. Um, my guy Robert Klemko interviewed 15 agents and said, based on your experiences, what are the five best free agent destinations? What are the five worst? I don't remember all of them, but number one was Buffalo in the worst. <laughs> Not surprising. No. Are you kidding me? To, in- to 20 and 30 year olds? You might as well be going to a team in Canada that's been irrelevant for 20 years. Unless unless your wife really wants to save money during your playing career so that you can retire and live a great life after your playing career, what are the other selling points? <sighs> they, I like their all-white unis. <laughs> um, they look good in tons of snow? Yeah. Um, you can make a quick trek up to Canada if there's anything you like about Canada. <laughs> you could technically live in Canada if you want. You could. Health insurance. Uh, buffalo wings, which I've heard are overrated. They taste like buffalo wings. <laughs> and look, I'm, I love buffalo wings, but there's a, you know, there's a ceiling there. It can't be passed. <laughs> um, you're right. There's nothing. The other one, actually, number two. Now, it was said that this will change when they go to Vegas, but number two is Oakland. Mm. Worst destination. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, facilities awful. The organization was in shambles. Maybe they've got it back on, on their feet now. And Oakland. Exactly. But that's also the Bay Area. Like, you could live anywhere in the Bay Area. Could you, though? Didn't you didn't you have a buddy that lived in Oakland and worked down in Santa Clara or something and it was an hour and a half drive? He took the train. Okay. So it was a, it was a, it was an hour com- hour plus commute. Hmm. Hey man, Philip Rivers commutes from San Diego to LA. And he has his own bus driver and bus. <laughs> yeah, you can afford that. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're a certain person. Anyways, he ain't going to Buffalo. And I don't think Matt Paradis is too excited about the idea of living in New York City. I, I thought about that, about New York City. Is that really his cup of tea? No way. I mean, during the Broncos' bye week, during his offseason, he's back in Idaho. He's in the open country. In the woods. I guess if, if he gets $12 million, though, he'll, he'll have a little private charter out to Idaho every weekend. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I'll say this. I had an ex-girlfriend who was from for lack of a better term, the sticks. (laughs) And she didn't even like Denver. Mm. Like it was too much. Yeah. If you're that type of person, you are not going to New York city. Now it's the stadiums in the Meadowlands, And so technically you could live in the suburbs away from the, 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 you know, the, the concrete jungle, but you're still going to be surrounded by millions and millions of people. It sounds like you're putting your best John Elway hat on to, to convince Matt Paradis to come back. I'm wondering why he's still on the market. We're not even... We're, we're just 24 hours over. He, they did a little graphic on ESPN this morning. The top free agents left. He was the fourth one. Why, is, why are the other three still on the market? I don't know. I didn't see who they were. <laughs> um, but, but I think the reason he's still on the market is because he doesn't want to go to New York. And He ain't going to Buffalo, and he doesn't want to go... To New York City. And so do you think it may be down to Denver and the Jets? There has to be more team. I mean, we just saw Billy Turner get paid $7 million a year, including $11 million in his first season. He started an average of five games per season in his career, 25 games over five years, one year that he didn't play. 
teams are 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 dying for offensive line help. Here's the problem with with coming back to Denver. I think there's a massive disconnect between John Elway and what he wants to pay Matt Paradis and what Matt Paradis wants. I don't think it's you know a million and a half dollars that that they're pushing back and forth. I think John Elway wants one year seven million dollars, and I think I think Matt Paradis wants. What, what 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 was Mitch Morse? It was four for forty four, I believe. Four for forty four. So Matt Paradis wants four for forty eight. Or sorry, I was talking about Jensen. Jensen is who he compared himself to. And, and Matt Morse was a very similar deal. Okay, so let's Mitch say Morse, let's say yeah. he wants yeah Mitch Morse. Let's say he wants four for forty six. I think there's could be that big of a discrepancy. Then the Broncos would not be considered. His agent would say, "Don't call back." And and that's what that's what happened. The 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 Matt went into free agency was going to explore the market and is now whether it's him calling back or or the Broncos calling him uh, I just wonder are the Jets wanting that too are the Jets wanting 4 for 40 and that's pissing him off or are the Jets saying we'll give you 1 for 10 how worried are teams about about this injury you know what could happen here the Jets just lost out on Anthony Barr they could they could come back and say all right we have the money now here you go Here's 11 and a half. Yeah, that's something to probably keep an eye on here that could happen really within the end of this podcast. And he's, he is in New York right now for whatever that's worth. You, do, you don't have to be in that city with what you signed, but he is. Maybe he's going to just see if he, how he feels the vibes. And also just try to try to get on John's edge a little more. Like, John, I'm in New York. I'm about to sign this. Are you sure? Yeah. Just wait till he goes down into one of the subways. There's rats running around. Three hundred people crowded around him. I don't know. Maybe he would enjoy the rats if it's like you know an animal thing. <laughs> uh, he's probably gonna have a cough when he leaves. <laughs> I think there's. Man, I heard some crazy stat. Like there's three times the amount of rats as there are people. That's wild. In Manhattan. <laughs> I mean, think of the drinking water. <laughs> It's terrible. It's true. The tap. <laughs> think about how much money he's gonna have to spend on bottles water. Yeah, those are things you gotta think of. <laughs> Taxes are high. Uh, you cost know- of living is is skyrocketing. Mm, oh man, the cost of living there compared to Idaho. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah, it's crazy. How far a dollar gets you? I mean, you might as well not even own a car. Can't drive around. So Matt, if you're listening, it's clear where you need to go. Just not there. I mean, you can go anywhere else. You can go to Tampa Bay if you want, or I guess they have Jensen already. But So you're John Elway. How much are you offering him, and how do you make it work? Because, what, there's $6 million in, about in room right now. Now, of course, this isn't considering, and, and we both know that the Broncos can set up contracts for Juwan James where his cap hit is $5 million this year and do the same with uh, Kareem Jackson, but... That's we, we we don't want to personally put you know ten million dollars onto next year that doesn't need to be so we're just dealing as as the contracts are equal. I don't know. To me, maybe I'm thinking this of this too simplistically, but it kind of feels like to me if you want Matt Paradis, you can't have Derek Wolf. Hmm. And why why that instead of let's say an Emmanuel Sanders? I just don't think you can. I don't think you can operate without Emmanuel Sanders. You think you can live without Derek? I think you can say, well, it's a deep draft. Uh, you know, we have guys. You can you can find depth pieces here at that age for cheaper. 
That's just the way I'm looking because I don't think I don't the Broncos saw what life without Emmanuel Sanders looks like and it was ugly. I don't think they're considering life without him. And I agree. I I I would go with Derek as well, being more expendable than Emmanuel. Now, do you do that? <sighs> because you were just you were just buttering me up and our listeners up on the idea of go all in on the offensive line. Well, you're not going all in on the offensive line if you bet if you let your best offensive lineman go. But think about this. What if you truly go all in? You move on from Derek Wolf in order to sign Matt Paradis. You lock him up. You have Ron Leary. And then what if in the second round you get Connor McGovern? Or so or first round, and then Garrett Bowles is your guard. Could you imagine? And what has Joe Flacco had in Baltimore? He's never had weapons. But he's always had a pretty darn good offensive line. What if you give him a better offensive line? I like the idea. I say do it. I say bring back Matt Paradis. Uh, have your you know your stalwart there in the middle. Figure you can like. It is harder to find a good offensive lineman than it is to find a good defensive lineman. If that's a straight up swap, you can have one of these two guys next year: Derek Wolf or Matt Paradis. I think I take Matt Paradis. Yeah. And. You could go get Aaron Lynch, the guy who is Fangio's boy, who's, you know, he's probably going to be a tier two free agent. And you could probably get him, who knows, in, in today's day and age. But I, I think you could get him in the $4 million range. With the savings from Wolf, you could lock up Paradis, uh, along with the additional money you have right now, Paradis and get Aaron Lynch. Yeah, do that. That seems sensible to me because, in the end, just like that direct comparison. What is easier to find, a defensive end or center? Now, center is a, is a position where you can find guys. But are you going to bank on that? Are you going to say, let's draft a center in the fifth round and start him in year one? If you could say, we let's draft a, a defensive end in, in round three and start him or go just get Aaron Lynch. I don't know. To me, it seems a lot easier to find defensive players uh, in, on the line than it is to find offense. And so I'd do it. Most and I draft uh, uh, an offensive lineman high. Mm, well, especially in this draft, uh, with with the way defensive linemen are and how deep it is. There's a case. That has to be what they're thinking. What are the other options to clear? I mean, I guess you can just like say like, "Oh, Von Miller, we're pushing your contract back again," and uh, <sighs> and you can do that. The only problem is, I know John Elway's setting this team up to win now. Ryan, do you think this is a Super Bowl team this year? No. I don't either. And John Elway's all about winning a Super Bowl. And not every organization is like that. So why would you risk everything to win this year when you're probably a year or two away from that? And that's and, and that that's when you're really risking a lot, is when you start putting money on to next year and the year after that and hurting yourself then. I don't think John Elway thinks that they're a year or two away. Yeah. I think he thinks, get us in. We'll have the best defense when we get there. And, and we'll have we a quarterback already, that can make the run. And we already know that the, what, the, what the best defense can do in the playoffs. So then he's willing to push those contracts back. I don't know if you can push Vaughn's back anymore. The cap hits are just getting ridiculous. Juwan James. Yeah. These yeah. guys. I mean, they who Give is it? Give Juwan James a $15 million signing bonus and – and push back the 
if you have the cash to do it and push back the cap hit. Yeah, and that that could be tough too. And what is it? The Packers are loading everyone up on front end deals. Yep. You just do the opposite, which is what most teams do. That's win now, really, is we're going to just get all these guys, load them up on the front end, and then if we want to, we can just cut them later. Yep. We'll see. I just, I have to, I do not think the Broncos are three years and $37 million off on, on Paradis. What do you think it is then? I think they're offering 10. Per year or for one year? Per year. And you think he's offended by that? And he wants 12. Hmm. Do you hear the way John Elway talked about Matt Paradis's injury? I did. That's $2 million worth of complaints. <laughs> I think, I think it could be, maybe it's a one year deal for $10 million, but I think why that could be Why would he take that, a one year deal under any circumstances? Why is he not signed? Because he wants more over the, that amount of years. Why is he not signed with someone else? Because I think he, they're not offering him that either. And that's why he's back. Then there you go. The then why would John, why would John offer something that someone else isn't offering? He's not going to. It's coming down to, do you want four for 40? Maybe it's four for 41 in uh, New York in New York City. Do you want four for 40 in Denver? Mm. We'll see. And I, I could absolutely see them coming to an agreement on four for 40. Or Matt just doesn't seem like he wants to budge. And At what I'm, point does his, is, does his agent have to say to him, hey, man, it looks like this injury is really hurting things. I think you still give it a few days. And, and that's why I'm not pressing the panic button if I'm Matt. And that's why I'm not worried why he's not signed right now. I give it at least until a few hours after free agency started, right? I mean, the give J- it that full day. The Jets have unlimited money, right? It seems like it. Why would they not just pay the necessary money to give their quarterback you know, his heady center? Mm, especially when you're talking Sam Darnold. And who did the Jets have for all those years? What's his name? His name is slipping my mind. They had a fantastic center there. Oh, Mangold. Yeah, Mangold. So they, they know what good center is about. Yeah, I don't know why they're not doing it. But I think there is a, there is a time when Matt Paradis' agent has to say, sorry, man, teams just aren't budging. It's good news for the Broncos that talks have restarted. It's good news for the Broncos that he doesn't have a team yet. Every second that ticks by where Matt Paradis hasn't signed, he starts thinking, "How? okay, well, I'm not going to be the highest paid center. So do I want to be the fourth highest paid center in New York City or the eighth pay- highest paid center in Denver? Man, I'm just thinking, what if you got this done a year ago? What would it be? What if you got everything done a year before? Like, why don't – if I was a GM, I would pretend that the year before the contract year is actually the contract year in every single contract. Yeah, I would too. I don't know why they don't do that stuff. And you know what? If you're uncertain about someone here or there – well, that's okay. Bradley Robe, you want to see what he's like on his fifth-year deal? That's fine. It worked out for you in the end that, that, that you let him walk. But if you know what the guy's about, and you really should after four or five years, what are you, what are you waiting for? You know what Matt Paradis is. You, you know what he was. I, I just I wonder what that would have cost you. Eight, eight a year? Oh, God. That's sickening. Yeah. Gone up 25% the going <laughs> yeah. rates Yep. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. If they can get him, I'm saying don't stop. Don't stop investing in the offensive line. Just go all in. What if they can't get him, then stop? 
give up. <laughs> Cut Juwan James. <laughs> the offensive line is a lost cause. <laughs> Good luck, Joe. No, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, then you go into plan B where, where Connor McGovern is your center and Garrett Bowles better work out and figure out guard, right guard. Man, could you imagine the difference in your offensive line from last year to this year? That's why I'm saying, like, just give Paradis what he wants and then go get a tackle and just start living in a world where offensive line is important. And then you and then you'll get three guys. Right. We thought it'd just be two, but then you go get three. I guess you also lose a Derek Wolf in that in that case. But your offensive line, probably the most important position group as a group, is solidified. And and you are gonna run the ball like you're gonna run the heck out of the ball, and you're gonna feel so good about everything you're doing with Joe Flacco there. You're gonna say we're gonna protect him. We're going to use play action. We're going to do all this stuff. Like all of that hinges on the offensive line being able to hold this guy up. Yep. There's an argument. Although if you're thinking about running the ball, probably go Jonah Williams over Andre Dillard. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you can also run the ball on the right side. That That's what Juwan James is. He's a better run blocker than a pass blocker. So you got you got a beast on that right side when you want to run the ball. And Garrett Bowles has always been better in, in run blocking, so he, he might make a good <laughs> right guard over there. So really quick, what happens with Matt? Next time we talk in 24 hours, is he unsigned? Is he signed with the Broncos? Is he signed with a different team? I say a different – a non-Jets team comes in and, and offers him. And swoops him up? Yep. He agrees? Yep. What's the deal? Four for 44. I like that for the Jets. You think – I just can't, I don't know why I can't see him. I just <laughs> I have to imagine he just looks. because because the Jets are a little more of a country New York. You know the Giants are like no. you know they embrace the 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 Manhattan they vibes. Literally play in the same place. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a country jet. No. What if they say we'll offer you a jet so you can leave whenever you want? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just think I'm thinking from my perspective. I can handle New York City in three-day intervals. <laughs> well, that's good. You practice on Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You leave for no. They don't. They don't have Saturdays off. Never if mind. BSN New York launched, mm. and they were offering me a significant pay raise. Four years for forty-four to, million dollars. And I, I have to commit to living there for four years. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Wow. One. If you're saying one year. And we can we can make you a lot richer, man. I'd say I could probably make one year work. <laughs> four. I, there's just no way I could commit to living there for four years. I could. Give me four for forty-four, and we're good. I think I think I'm closer to Matt Paradis than you. <laughs> yeah, you're the you're the country boy. You grew up in the city. Yeah, I'm a city boy. You're the country boy. You were wearing uh, cowboy boots and, and and hats, right? Yeah, early in life, I lived in, up in the canyons. Mm, are you Matt Paradis? Is that why you're making such a push? I'm not, but I I don't know, man. I could I that I think that matters. Oh, I certainly do. Life's it's your life. Yeah, it is. I don't know. We'll see. I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if if it's all about money. It doesn't seem like a Matt Paradis thing, but he's sure been talking the talk. I was just going to say it really doesn't. And then you hear him go on these morning shows and say it's about money first. 
And then there's also winning. Has there always been, has this been a long game with John Elway to just try and get him to bring that price higher and higher and higher? With Matt or wait, what? Matt, where Matt actually isn't that money driven, mm. but he, but his agent has said, just make everything about the money. Right. And eventually the, the Broncos will get to a number. If, if they can do it, they'll end up getting to a number where you're comfortable. You hope, if you want Matt Paradis back, you hope it's that. Because, I mean, if the Broncos have been lowballing him for a year or two, w- wouldn't he just be done with them? At what point is he just done? Apparently, there's no point if he's restarting talks. Or maybe that restarting talks means the Broncos have reached out. Maybe he hasn't returned those calls. Who are Matt Paradis's friends on the Broncos? Offensive linemen. Right, but... Troy Rank. <laughs> uh Connor McGovern, I assume they're good buddies. Yep. Garrett Bowles? I don't think so. Connor McGovern. Right. So it's not, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I was just thinking about that. I was about to say, like, oh, he wants to come back and play with his buddies. And then I'm like, wait, Trevor Simeon, gone. <laughs> yep, Trevor. Uh, Probably Jeff Ironman, I think, is in that group. Yep. Jano. Jano, yeah. <laughs> Does he want to block for Jano who's blocking? I don't mm. know. I was because I was that was going to be a case I was about to make. I was like, I don't really think I can make this case. I think he gets along with everyone. John's like, Matt, come back. You can be with all your friends. And Matt's like, What friends, John? You <laughs> let all of them go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I I don't think he ends up being a Bronco, but I think the Broncos are going to make a little push here. Hmm. They make things interesting, hmm. as John always does. We'll see how uh, how important lifestyle is to Matt Paradis. Let's just do it before dinner time tonight, huh, John? That'd be great. <laughs> Actually, the post dinner thing doesn't doesn't during dinner would bother me. Yeah, yeah. So what? Uh, he he gave until seven. So you better eat dinner at six tonight. Yep. I didn't eat any dinner yesterday. Actually. Oh yeah, you're just busy man talking away. Yeah, I had a I, I had a late commitment and I had no time. Wow, you hungry? I'm actually very hungry right we now. We should probably dive into the questions and talk about food. Let's go to a break, <laughs> come back, and talk about food a bunch to make me feel a lot better. Actually, we're not going to go to break. Uh, I'll just tell you real quickly about Get Around. If you're ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for a few hours or a few days because you just got to go get some food and you don't have a way of getting there, Get Around is at your service. Get Around is a car sharing app. You can literally unlock cars near you through their app. Better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around and you need to make some money so you can buy more good food, Get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service has you covered. Go to get.co backslash BSN to save $15 off your first car rental or visit get.co backslash BSN to sign up for free to rent your car and start making some money fast. All right, Zach, let's move on here into the questions um, as we are... Covering the wall-to-wall uh, free agency here. And, of course, if anything breaks here on the podcast, uh, we will get to that right away. Some just little housekeeping notes. We talked about Anthony Barr bailing on the Vikings. One name that we've mentioned quite a few times on this podcast, I even spent two days putting together an article on him, is John Brown. John Brown – see, I'm, I'm blanking on the team where he's going. John Brown is going to – the Buffalo Bills. It didn't scare him away that he's going to almost live in Canada. Maybe Matt Parrott has followed suit. Uh, but but John Brown is going to the Bills. He signed a, I believe it was three years, $27 million. I'll pull it up one more time. 
Here it is. Three years, twenty-seven million for John Brown. That that comes out to nine million dollars a year. We were talking, you know, last week, or I guess it was during the combine, the week of the combine, when Zach and I were talking about seven million dollars a year for him. The the market this year has just been insane as it relates to the numbers that these players are getting. Anyone that you thought you could get for seven is going for nine. Anyone you thought could get for nine is going for 11. Anyone you thought you could get for 11 is going for 14. So John Brown, kind of a, uh, a late, uh, or I should say a, a out of the question type of guy for the Broncos, even though they wanted to go that direction, but not an option. So Zach, with that in mind and, and some of the free agency news, is there anything else that has happened across the league here as we've done the podcast? No, I mean, the Anthony Barr news, the John Brown news, um, another receiver, was it Devontae Parker went and joined the Bills? The Bills? No, I thought he was staying in Miami. Is he? There was another receiver that joined the Bills today, though. Um, I don't remember off the top John of John Brown head. actually makes a lot of sense for Josh Allen. Deep ball? Yep. Absolutely. Run in a straight line, get as far as you can. And he'll, he'll get it there. He will. Or right. he'll run. All right, let's get to the questions. Uh, from Ryan Clayman, he says, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Uh, from H-Town Bronco, he says, happy belated birthday, Ryan. Hope you enjoyed your time out in AZ. I did. It was great. Got the business that we were down there done. So that was great. Um, he says, I love Kareem Jackson. I love the Kareem Jackson signing. Didn't really put too much thought into him until now. Being a Houstonian, the Texans are my second team. I always root for them unless they're playing my Broncos, even go to a few games a year. Kareem Jackson was by far their best defensive back, so he'll make a solid number two. Absolutely love the signing. I bet Philip Lindsay loves it too. By the way, I turned into a bit of 104.3. Nice work, RK. Thank you. Very nice work, RK. Um, and, man, the Texans. They went from Kareem Jackson and the Honey Badger to nothing. Maybe Bradley Roby and... Someone else? What's he going to get? 11? Yeah. He's going to get double digits. Give me Kareem Jackson. If you're a player, why would you ever not? Wow. They're saying that uh, Broncos got the 16th best uh, free agent out there here on ESPN. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. And ahead of the $17 million per year, C.J. Mosley. That's shocking. Anyways, um, what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the uh, Bradley Roby. Oh, right. Yeah. Why? If you're a Why free agent. Why would you agent, ever not hit free agency? I don't know. I guess if money isn't like you're like 10 million, 20 million, whatever, it's all the same. If you, Here's the thing. I was going to say, if you're worried about injuries and so you don't want to be playing on a final year of a deal, not knowing if you're go- going to get money next year. But these guys, some of these guys are coming off injuries and they're still getting paid a ton of money. Quan Alexander's coming off a torn ACL and he became for a second the highest paid inside linebacker ever. Holy cow. Man, if you're a speedy inside linebacker, you're good. Devin Bush, Devin White. I know that's Quan what I Alexander. that's what I posted yesterday. I'm like, remember when linebacker wasn't a money position? Well, get ready, get ready to pay up. Or safety. When safety wasn't a money position. Last year, you yes. remember you mean? People yes. were saying that the, that Der- Derwin James Shouldn't go so high in the first round because uh, the position isn't valuable enough. How does it change so quick? I have no clue. I mean, there wasn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but there wasn't a Tyreek Hill sort of player at linebacker or safety. Derwin James, maybe. But 
I he just, really did he revolutionize the position in one year? Here's what I think happened: is so many good safeties hit the market that teams fell in love with the idea of getting one of them. That just makes the complete opposite sense. People are giving up on safeties, and then there's so many of them. You'd think supply and demand would drive the price even further down. You would, but I think like t- like three teams were like, "We're getting Landon Collins," and so then they got into a bidding war. And three teams said, "We're getting Tyron Matthew," and so they got into a bidding war. And you know, all it really takes is two. If you have three, all of a sudden the agent's in heaven, and he can just go ping, ping, ping. Oh, sorry, they're offering thirteen. Oh, fourteen. All right, 15, 15, going once, going twice. 17. Yeah. Wild. It's really wild. So, I think the Broncos, I mean, for 11, would, some people last night were saying, like, they should have just kept Bradley Roby. <laughs> He's younger. No. Like, did you, did you watch last year? Do you want better or do you want younger? Better. Right? Well, I mean, Kareem Jackson actually has a little bit of Band-Aid-ness to him. Sure. I mean, a, a two-year deal for a guy that's in their 30s, essentially a two-year deal. Sure. Yeah. Anyways. And that's why I think corner is very still much on the table. Still very much on the table. Oh, absolutely. I think Byron Murphy makes a ton of sense now. There's a lot of things that make more sense now. But it doesn't really give that much more insight. No. Really doesn't. <laughs> All right. From Bronco Duck, he says, first things first. Ryan has seen the light on in and out mm. Hearing that made me way more happy than it should have. Welcome to the club. I can now listen to other food advice of yours <laughs> now that I know you have taste buds. So now everyone's going to flock to five guys. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I control. I'm like moving mountains over here. Uh, second, really excited our depleted secondary is getting such a legit corner. Great signing. Now we need to sign a tackle, hoping we sign Juwan James. If LA does get him, how much will that leave him to fill other areas of depth on the team? Well, Oof, wow. great news for you. you <laughs> fell asleep right after you posted this comment. Yeah, good call on that. Um, realistically, if they don't manipulate the cap a ton, they have money to just fill out the roster. You know, may- maybe get a guy here or there, a backup that that plays significant amount, but there's not much room. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd somehow they think they can sign Matt Paradis. One year, four million. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. We'll pony up. <laughs> uh, from TD Lindsay thirty. Well, it seems the corner slash safety position has a new addition and is definitely much needed. I'm curious on your guys' thoughts as to what role he will fit uh, for Sangio's scheme. Also, if it is corner, do you see him being better suited as inside or outside corner? Love the pod, guys. Great coverage and chemistry between you guys is great, but I do have to say Zach and Andre do well together also. Sorry, Ryan. You're still my boy, Blue. Your boy, Blue? Pick pick a side. Wow. You know, I, I'm okay with that. Pick a side because I'm, I'm on both sides. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of that. Thank you, uh, TD Lindsay 30 I think that's the great thing about Kareem Jackson is he really can play anywhere. Now, I, I completely agree with what you said earlier. This year, he can play anywhere. If he slows down, then maybe it's more of a safety position next year, more outside. Um, but also, at 32 years old, he still should be able to keep up. And then he's on the final final year of his, or, or the last year of his deal, probably no guaranteed money there. So then you get to decide. Do you want Kareem Jackson as a slowed down player? Still, he may not even be slowed down, but let's say he is slowed down. Do you want him as an $11 million player? safety slash slower corner or do you just want to cut him it's it's a really good contract 
Yeah, it really worked out well for the Broncos. Um, and he can really play anywhere. Yeah. Like all four positions. Yeah. In the in the defensive backfield, or five, depending on what defense you're running. I just can't believe how small he is because he does not look like it. He doesn't play like it. Rex he doesn't dudes. look like it. And you're like, he is not 185. Flies like he's 185, though. 4-4 four, four type speed. He can teach me something. I'm excited. <laughs> you're like, how do you be big while being small? Uh, for Mr. Freeze, Zach, although you haven't had a hot pocket yet, I think that could be uh, forgiven. Thank you. They're not great, and they're not good for you. In a pinch, <laughs> they're a good snack, but I've just never been sitting around and craved a hot pocket. Yeah, I, f- I feel like you only eat hot pockets when you're running out of the house, and then you take it out of the microwave, and it's burning your hand, so you're juggling it as you're running out of the house. It's not about the quality. It's about the principle that you <laughs> haven't had one while everyone else has. Let's hear if... So- Chime in if you haven't had one. Well, I did a poll, remember? And 90% of people had had a Hot Pocket. <laughs> I need to hear that 10%. Those 10%ers. You are, you are the 10%. <laughs> Real quick, I have to ask, because I saw um, a fact about your significant other. Mm. I'm just wondering if you're also in this boat. <laughs> she said she's never had a corn dog. No, that's disgraceful. You've had a corn that, dog. That's disgraceful. Corn, <laughs> corn dogs are one of the best things ever. What is with you people? <laughs> it's like if you have had it, she has it, or vice versa. It's really, and she can't eat peanuts, so she hasn't had a lot of peanut things. Man, we've probably covered a lot of ground. You guys, well, aside from the peanuts, you guys need to sit down for a weekend, <laughs> pick out all the things each other has and have. Just corn dogs and hot pockets. That sounds great to me. It really does it's sound. It's not good. healthy. It's just gonna taste good though. Man. I mean, when when I was a kid, how many corn dogs could you oh crush? <laughs> you had the frozen packs. Oh yeah, that had like forty in there. <laughs> yes. You could do like three easy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, get it, get a huge dipping sauce. Yeah, oh. it, you can really dip it in anything. Yeah, you can. I love. I haven't had a corn dog probably oh since I was a single digit age. I don't think I've ever had like a truly fried one. Like it's always been like where they've been from, fried like, the fair. and then yeah. Have yeah, you? those look amazing. No, oh I don't think God. I have either. Those look like the best things ever. It's, I mean, cornbread is just amazing on its own. It is. So anytime you mix it with stuff like chili and cornbread, you do that. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Do I do chili? And cornbread and honey. Yep. Oh, yeah. Amazing. You, can, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And then I've seen corn dogs where they put like cheese inside and then the cheese is gooey inside the hot dog <laughs> Dying over here, man. um love a good corn dog just that sweetness man i bet we, we have some uh iowa listeners i bet there's some good iowa state state, state fair. fair cuisine i bet all right he goes on cadbury eggs are another thing that's all right but not a must-have i can eat maybe one a year because they're so sweet I suggest getting the caramel-filled one. It's better than the original. Okay, that's there what we you go. had. You had it at your hands. <laughs> but I don't know. We weren't sure if it was caramel. That's kind of off-putting. Mr. Freeze, why are you killing everyone? Why are you <laughs> freezing my fun? It's not about how good it is. It's just about that everyone's had it except Zach. I honestly thought he was going to come in with, with the hook and say, but it's not okay that you haven't had this. And no, he hasn't. So I appreciate it, Mr. Freeze. He goes on to talk about football here. Kareem Jackson <laughs> isn't one of the names I remember hearing about as a Broncos possible cornerback signing. I remember him being a decent corner, but nothing too special. Please change my mind for 11 mil a year. Here's the thing. He really took over cornerback as like being a true cornerback after the start of last season. 
and when he was at that position full-time is when he took off. So for me, and, and especially looking at it in an optimistic lens, but also trying to be realistic, if he just stays at corner this year, what's not to think he, that's not going to carry over? Which you absolutely should think it, it should. And again, he was ranked as a top five corner in the NFL last year. Pretty good. That should get you off the ledge right then and there. And here's the thing with with both signings. I think they're both very high floors. And that's important when you're paying a guy to be the highest paid right tackle. And when you're paying a a cornerback or a defensive back $11 million a year. It was Cole Beasley who joined the Bills along with John Brown. How good do you feel about your receiving core adding those two guys? What Did you see Cole Beasley's contract? No. Because John Brown was nine a year, I think. Yeah, three years, 27 which I said is about two mil more than we thought the Broncos would have to pay him. So for fifteen million, how do you feel about those two guys? Uh, not great. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I would rather have what the Broncos have. I would too. All right, uh, from David Coithen. You roll. You like that? Does that work for you? That pronunciation. I think you nailed it. Or you can just call him Wavy Dave. <laughs> he says, "Absolutely love the signing of Kareem Jackson." This guy's a veter- a proven veteran and consistent. He should look really good in Fangio's defense. If LA can bring in two more impact starters around this price range, we should be looking tough heading into the draft. Um, he must be a young guy. Tough is tough is coming from the younger That's generation. That's the word? Yep. Maybe he's just hip. Mm, yeah. Who knows? Maybe he's like you. Yeah. Like when I show my girlfriend's little brother something I bought, he'll be like, oh, it's tough. <laughs> um. He says we need we have the cap room to make some more magic. Why does everyone think that? We've been telling everyone too all along. Yeah, you got thirty mil. I think it's the thirty-eight that's throwing people off and and just forgetting about the draft class. Right. And again, you kind of can like wait on figuring out the draft class. <sighs> yeah, because you can. I mean, wh- when you did they cut Derek Wolf on the last day of training camp? If Manuel Sanders exactly. When when did they change Von Miller's contract last year? Wasn't that summer late summer yes so yeah you can do that if there's if there's someone out there or two value guys out there and you say oh my gosh they're still available then you then you go make the moves and you deal with it later do you remember why we thought they restructured Vaughn why to sign Matt Paradis yep that's what we thought at the time or Shaq Barrett yep what'd they do with that money they They rolled it over into this year Joe Flacco I guess (laughs) yep uh anyways he goes on personally i'd like to see them go linebacker and wide receiver to finish now we're going four players whoa next go get the best offensive line in the draft shore up the d line and the secondary as well i feel this is totally doable and the team would be more well-rounded than a year ago i think we could be the surprise of the year if we uh nail these offseason moves what do you think much love to you both happy birthday rk wavy dave I don't know where we went from two to three. And I was like, well, that's much. Then we went to four and then we said it was totally doable. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Here's golden Tate is still out there. How excited would you be to get him for 8 million a year? Very excited. Would you? Yeah, I would. Would you? Okay. He's not a guy that excites me and he, he never really has. And if you're going to spend 8 million, Give the extra three and get and get Matt. That's less than John Brown, and he's better than John Brown. Okay, well then, okay, well then maybe that was an unrealistic price. Yeah, maybe say nine or ten. I think it's gonna be ten. And okay, that's why he's then out of ten. Um, so him or Matt Paradis? Matt Paradis. Um, 
a starting linebacker or Matt Paradis? None of the starting linebackers left excite me. Okay. Especially when you have two stars in the draft. So let's just say you're going for one more splash. Is there anyone else out there? Uh, a tight end? Not really. Tight ends are getting six, which is intriguing. Every tight end is getting three years, $18 million. Yeah, so you're not paying that. Please don't pay that to Jeff Hireman. So is there anyone else out there? I mean, you're not getting Le'Veon Bell. Is there anyone else? Or if you're making one more splash, is it Matt? It would be Matt. Is there a splash available? It doesn't feel like it. No. You could create one. But again, how much are you willing to move around for Matt Paradis? It's never felt like Matt Paradis was their priority. Yeah. I guess after you get two other guys and now you're thinking like I was thinking, like, okay, now you have a new right tackle. You have a solidified center. You can go get another tackle in the draft if you want, or maybe it's guard if you believe in Garrett Bowles still. Maybe that's what they're thinking, and they're like, you know what? Let's go back to Matt. Let's go see if we can get Matt. Right. But, yeah, I think it's either that or a low-level depth piece. Yeah, and so far I like what I, – I like the two moves Bronx are making. What's really going to, going to decide – there's two things that are going to decide how well this team does and if they're a huge surprise team. It's how well they draft, if, if the draft class has any, what, any of an impact – and Joe Flacco, how good is Joe Flacco? Because the quarterback decides 90% Everything. of stuff. And also how good is Scangarello at, at setting up Flacco for success? Yep. All right, from Chris O'Brien, love the Juwan James signing. Everyone's going to have to figure out how to spell his name. I know there's been a lot of struggles out there. Even Adam Schefter got it wrong when he broke the news. He did. You know what I did last night? I did. I copied it and then just pasted it every time I needed it. I wasn't even messing with this with the way to spell it. J-U... Wait. Nope. J-A. <laughs> See, I got confused by Chris. Chris O'Brien spelling here. Ryan's like, it's so easy, guys. Let's just get it right. No, it is J-U. Let me see. I know it. I oh, know my I God. It right. I did it wrong in back-to-back tweets. It's J-A. Yeah. W-A... J-A apostrophe <laughs> W-A-U-N. Yeah, that's an easy name, right? J A apostrophe W A U N. I I wasn't saying it was easy. I was just saying let's make sure we. Oh get it yeah, right. yeah. I'll I'll do the last part. Uh, J A M E S. James. Yep. No relation to LeBron. Maybe. But relation to Jesse. Oh. The cowboy. No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's let's all figure out how to spell his name. Do you put it? You did a U in back to back tweets. I, I did a, a U. No, I just I did a U in one tweet, and the other one I did it correctly. Shame on me. Shame on you. No one noticed. No one noticed. <laughs> no exactly. one knows how to spell it yet. <laughs> Anyways, he says, love the Juwan James signing. 32 mil guaranteed, 52 mil total. As you guys have said, right tackle is becoming more and more valuable as the best rushers are lining up on that side of the ball. So even though we're paying him a premium to play to spot, it's way cheaper than paying an arm and a leg for a left tackle, which isn't much more valuable than a right tackle. Smart move by Elway. Here's my question. Is Kareem Jackson or Jawan James the better signing, and which one stays in Denver longer? I'll say that Jawan James stays in Denver longer just because his contract probably dictates that. He probably has three years of guaranteed money where Juwan, or where Kareem only has two. Also, Juwan is younger. Yeah, but Kareem Jackson is the better signing because it's a better deal and a better player. Yeah, I agree. All right, from K. Peng. 
So I just read about the two signings for Denver. Did they overpay for James? I just feel that's a lot of money for a right tackle. I hope I'm wrong. Also, I'm surprised by the Kareem Jackson signing since he's older and we gave him a good amount of money. Do you guys think he's a good corner? What do you think about Callahan or Darby? Still possible for one of them. Also, who do you think was the most overrated, overpaid free agency signing thus far? How about the most under the radar? Whew, there's a lot there. Um, yeah, I do think Kareem Jackson still has plenty of room in the tank to play, especially corner, especially this season. And what, isn't he only one year older than Chris? Uh, maybe it's a he's year. He's going to turn 31 in half. April. And Chris turns 30 this year, right? So, yeah, about a year. So he's one year older, and everyone's saying how we should re- how the Broncos should re-sign Chris, give him the money, give him the years that he wants. So, yeah, he still has room to play. He does. Uh, Callahan or Darby? Nope. Yeah. Um, also, who do you think was the most overrated, overpaid free agent? I got to say, all of yesterday, I was, I was shocked every time a new deal came through. Just shocked. But 3 a.m. this morning, when C.J. Mosley pulls in $17 million per year, that just blew my socks off. Are you kidding me? I mean, it took the covers off my bed. That's the... <laughs> Do you wear socks while you sleep? <laughs> Only when it's really cold. Oh, typically. my God, you're sick. <laughs> you Sometimes put- it makes me feel sick. It gets too hot, like, wearing them. <laughs> I swear on my life... <laughs> I've never slept one second with socks on. Never. It's not possible. Wow. But what happens when it's really cold? I don't even like wearing socks in the house. Wow. Socks only go on right before shoes. They come off right when the shoes come off. I I could live in socks. I don't like Except when I'm outside. I'm always barefoot. Yeah, no. Socks in the bed. (laughs) Socks in the bed should be a federal crime. (laughs) Anyways, what were we talking so- about? Socks in the bed should be a crime? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was crazy. That's Joe Flacco money. <laughs> yeah. Remember everyone's talking about yeah. the ridiculous money for Joe Flacco? Yep, two Ravens getting paid. Yeah, I guess that's why they couldn't keep the, the band together over there. And Le'Veon Bell, speaking of the Ravens, it's supposed to be uh, people think it's down between the Jets and the Ravens. He hasn't announced. He's apparently telling people he really likes Baltimore in terms of a city, but he, he's been telling teammates some weird things. How, how much is he going to get? Is he going to get the money that he wanted from Pittsburgh last year, which, which was what, running back one money and wide receiver two money? Yeah, he should. Gosh, how I mean, is that $18 million? I think so. Mm, wow. Someone's going to pay it. Would you pay it? No. I wouldn't either. You could get Philip Lindsay for five hundred thousand. Thirty <laughs> sixth of the price. Yep. Wow. Wild. But I mean, if you're Sam Darnold, you're sitting back like, oh, this is fun. Oh yeah. Give me Matt Paradis. Also, if you're the Ravens, I could totally see why the running combination of Lamar Jackson and Le'Veon Bell <sighs> sounds great because you are winning with running. Right. You aren't gonna win the ball win any games by passing the ball. Yeah. You gotta you gotta do the, the Broncos with Tebow style. Man, that would be that'd be some different football. Yeah, I, for I, long term. Like if they do that, they're going long term Tebow style, right? I mean, they've already done it. They moved on from Flacco. They're all in on on Lamar Jackson. Let's just say John Elway would never do that. John would never. <laughs> uh, from Nemo three hashtag and John we trust. Obviously, oh wait, 
I never gave my most overpaid. Mm. This one is funny because it's not the most money. But Tyler Croft, the tight end, <laughs> who has worse numbers than Jeff Hireman, getting three years, $18 million. I realize he's considered a, a stud as a blocking tight end. I think Jeff Hireman's a stud as a blocking tight end. Right. Three years, $18 million for a guy who, like, like I said, he averages like under 150 receiving yards per year. Wow. Why don't you just sign a Billy Turner yeah. and just play him out there? That is wild. I guess because Billy Turner costs you $7 million a year. So does Jeff Hireman get a three-year $18 million contract from whoever? No way. Why? You just well, I don't why, know. why would just, his agent take know. anything different than Tyler Croft? He shouldn't, but I'm just blown away. I'm uh, I'm blown away. I'm just blown away. Is it going to be the Broncos? It better not be. Well, if it's not that contract, will he be a Bronco? The Broncos should pay no more than 4 million per year. Yeah. And then And that would be that final signing. Exactly. That would kind of be a big signing. <laughs> does he get a press conference todd davis got one for five million okay so he does <laughs> uh yeah i think th- that's fine if you don't get paradise and you just want one more piece then yeah go ahead and sign Jeff. are Hunter. we gonna have a joint press conference on thursday or friday with all of these guys including flacco yeah i think flacco gets flacco day mm, he gets flacco friday yep <laughs> i think it's be flacco thursday okay and then other guys Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Got to give your QB the... At least there's going to be like a two-hour break in between them. Okay. Give everyone a chance to get their Flacco story up. Yeah. So they don't get caught up in some interesting piece about Jawan James or something. <laughs> and lose sight of QB1. Right. He's got to have his time to shine. He's the guy. He is. He's the only guy in the quarterback room. Yeah. Really? You let Kevin Hogan go. He's like, all right, so uh, I'm going to get in at 5 a.m. tomorrow. Any of the other quarterbacks coming in? Oh, God, dude, there are no other quarterbacks. <laughs> He's like, okay, cool. Uh, more time for me. Uh, okay. Anyways, any under-the-radar signings that you loved? There weren't really under-the-radar signings day one. It's going to take a couple days. No. From Nemo 3. Obviously pleased with these signings and the flexibility it allows heading into the draft. I worry about James making that much. But can you blame me with our history at right tackle? Anyway, riddle me this. Do you think it's possible that we can grab Paradis or Turner and get Eifert on a one-year approval? <laughs> Did Eifert sign us a three years, $18 million contract Not yet. yet? He hasn't signed anything. Not yet. He'll probably get more. Turner, $7 million. That's, that's a lot of money for a guy who I'm not comfortable at any spot. Right. Like You don't feel like, okay, we just plug him in and we're good at that position. Yeah, and if 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 that's if he's at guard, you probably feel the best about that. But then you're paying him almost Ron Leary money. That's that's crazy. Ron Leary was a All Pro or was he a Pro Bowler coming in? I think Pro Bowler. Okay. Yep, and he got nine. It's a lot of money. Um, no, just to answer your question, <laughs> you can't get Paradis and Eifert unless you wanted to cut Derek Wolf. Hmm. Yeah. But then you just wasted a million by picking up that option like right. yesterday. Yeah, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Next one coming in from Spacebar says, Happy belated birthday, Ryan. Thank you. Congrats on the BSM Broncos win in the subscription competition. Along with other, 
I am happy with the two free agent signings so far. Maybe a little more than I wished for in James, but I like the signing. To finish out free agency, I would love to see some miracle with C.J. Mosley or to re-sign Paradis. If one of these happens, I would say it was an A for free agency. Shout out to the OG MVP Aaron Litvak, but thanks to Mile High Down Under game-winning subscription. CJ Mosley, come on, guys. I feel like you don't listen to us. I've, if you sign CJ Mosley, that may be it. I mean, that before these other two guys, that may be your big spending, and then you get Billy Turner. That's what it would have been. CJ Mosley and Billy Turner. I like what they got much better. I do, too. Much better. Paradise still feels like a pipe dream, but I'll, I'll allow it to live because of the reporting out there that they're talking. I'll allow it. Yeah. Earl Thomas. That He and Le'Veon Bell are probably the two biggest names still out there. Earl the Thomas, money that is going to be shelled out. Earl Thomas yesterday was crazy saying that he wanted $14 million. Now he's probably thinking, oh, I was kidding about $14 million. I want more. I think Your eyes just got big. I think we have the longest comment in BSN history. Uh-oh. Should we do it on the other side? Let's do it on the other side of the break. What's up, guys? Ryan Konigsberg here, and I got to tell you about the Blake Street Tavern. It's my favorite sports bar in town, as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there. It's where I watched Super Bowl 48. It's where I watched CU win a Pac-12 basketball championship back in the day. Uh, It's the place to be for any sporting event. It's the biggest bar in town. I always joke you could land a 747 in there. It was named the National Sports Bar of the Year in 2017 by Nightclub and Bar Magazine. It wins best sports bar in Denver seemingly every year from Westward and anyone else that's voting. It's the place to be. Uh, they've got great specials, and the food is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, uh, the buffalo chicken wrap. You name it, they've got it, and the location is perfect. Just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern. Final segment here on the BSN Broncos podcast, and we are diving into... The longest comment in BSN history, but I read it in, in the break and it, it was all pretty good stuff. So we'll just uh, we'll go here from Mark in Hawaii. He says, "Aloha, fellows. It's been a while since my last comment. Work and family has been keeping me busy, but I always make time to listen daily to the pod and especially keep up with the awesome content online." Let me just say that when I first subscribed more than a year ago, you guys promised to crank out the best and most complete Broncos content every day. Well, you guys stayed true to your word. From day one, you made the prospects of going into the offseason of 2018 a fun and interesting time with your Senior Bowl, Combine, and Draft coverage. Needless to say, this year I renewed my subscription, and the Senior Bowl to Combine to Draft season has become my favorite offseason period as a fan because of you guys. So big mahalo to RK, Zach, and Andre. Oh, that is too cool. Big mahalo to you, uh, Mark. Thanks. Yeah, that honestly really means a lot to hear, especially from someone who's done the whole ride, you know? Um, we do ever, when we wake up in the morning, we say, how can we make it worth your money? And so we hope we serve you anyways. He says enough about that. Here's a few comments and some questions for you. All right, Zach, let's, let's try and do these babies. You want to start first? I love the foodie thing you guys have going on. So if you ever come to Hawaii, you got to check out boots and chemos. Did I say it right? You think it's a very popular fast casual restaurant that draws long lines daily that's especially known for their pancakes and waffles with their famous macadamia nut sauce but breakfast isn't all they do as they also feature a huge menu with the likes of hamburger steak plates burgers hawaiian style dishes and delicious steaks 
The best part is the owner is a huge Broncos fan who I was told by the GM is friends with Pat Bolin. There's Broncos memorabilia everywhere and pictures of with of with him and Pat and Elway. Wow, that's awesome. That's very oh. cool. And something about thinking about eating breakfast in a tropical location <laughs> gives me like feels. I I was I, I I skimmed over the breakfast. I went straight to like the the hamburger Hawaiian style dishes, steaks. For me, like vacation is defined by the morning. Mm. Like you just wake up in the morning cup of coffee nothing to do some light <laughs> like ukulele in the background that would be why that is serene that is serenity to me um there's this uh, maybe you know mark there's this type of chicken i had it's like a st- i guess it's kind of I, I would call it like a style a hawaiian style fried chicken that i had last time i was there that like i still think about once in a while about how good it was i would never picture hawaiian with fried i would imagine grilled no, this was Hawaiian style fried chicken. So I what's wor- that mean? I don't know. It just tastes good and it's crunchy chicken. More breaded, crispy chicken, maybe. No, it's like the way, like the taste, the flavor of it had like a little sweetness to it. Mm, yeah, I could see it, like a pineapple. Maybe I don't know. Mark's <laughs> gonna tell us what it was. Uh, it says B. Second, regarding the best water debate, I'd like to add Hawaii's own fresh water into the mix of delicious water straight from the tap. Next time you guys come here, you have to remember to give it a try. Fresh rainwater is naturally filtered through the porous volcano rocks and connects beneath the island where it's pumped from. Yeah, I can see that being pretty darn good. Sounds good. Next one. Ryan, when you claim that In-N-Out was garbage, it made me seriously question your judgment, more so than Zach never having a Hot Pocket or a Cadbury egg. But hearing you recently change your opinion on this made me very happy and restored my trust in you. Welcome to the club. I take issue with this because at least I tried it. (laughs) I had a take. And whoever was the person who commented on this podcast who said I needed to get it non-animal style because of the way they cooked it, mm. that was a game changer. Is that the OG MVP? Or is that the, the MVP, I should say? The MVP of of my in-and-out conversion. Uh, that's a if big he thing. Had, if, probably if he hadn't said that, I mean, I, I'm always willing to give something another chance. But I, I don't know if I would have ever ha- seen the light. By the way, maybe there's something wrong with the buns, too. You never know, because I had it without the bun. Well, are you not a mustard guy? I like mustard. So how don't, how don't you it, not like it in the burger? Why would you want it cooked into something? Apparently. I mean, sometimes you use it as like a um, an adherent on like meat, right? so it can hold stuff. But I just don't think, why would you ever want to cook a hamburger in, must, in a mustard sauce? <laughs> I think it's very clear that you did not like animal style. Yeah, animal style was trash. Anyways, so are the fries. <laughs> um, You'll never fully be able to give in to him. Now he moves on to the questions. With Flacco in as our starter, Keenum shipping off, and the possibility that we are passing on a first-round QB in the draft, I'm wondering about our backup situation. Even if we draft a quarterback in the later rounds, Denver is still likely to pick up a veteran backup. What available free agent QB do you see being a good fit to join our quarterback room? Wow. I... Why do you, my question is why do you think this? Because the Broncos traditionally have always said they would prefer to go into the season with just two quarterbacks. And why? I mean, if the rails fall off and Flacco something happens to him, you're not going to win with this two million dollar Kevin Hogan backup. I mean, you might as well just give the young guy a chance. Again, last year it was Case Keenum and Chad Kelly until it wasn't, and then it was Case Keenum and Kevin Hogan. The year before that, it was set to be just Trevor and Paxton. Then Paxton got injured. They had to keep him on the roster. They brought in Brock. 
The idea here is to just go with two so you don't waste a roster spot. We know when they have, and that's always a fun time for us, trying to figure out how they're going to cut down the roster and getting it down to 53, and we never count a third quarterback. Exactly. So maybe there's a Garrett Grayson type in camp, but it's going to be Joe Flacco and Tyree Jackson in that quarterback room moving forward (laughs) or someone like him. Uh, That'd be a tall room. Very tall. Next one, he says, with the signing of Kareem Jackson and Juwan James, I'm wondering if there's enough in the tank to still re-sign Paradis and get someone like KJ Wright. Ryan, I believe you have a feeling on this. No one listened to the podcast <laughs> yesterday. I'm convinced. What was wrong with it? Why didn't you guys listen? Maybe they just thought all that went out the window once they made their first signing. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting two. If you get three... Consider that not only just a win, but a massive victory. Also prepare to lose someone. But we've been operate, we were operating under the fact that the roster will stay as is. The cap pace space will stay as is. We told you guys yesterday. Two players. You can get two starters. If you end up getting three, you call that a big win. You do have room for like a, a Jeff Hireman right now. Not a Paradis and KJ Wright. You guys are killing me. <laughs> he finishes up and says, Finally, even though I am situated out of the middle of the Pacific Ocean in Hawaii, being part of the BSN community means I am never alone in my Broncos fanhood. Thanks again, guys. Keep up the amazing job. Mark. Thanks so much, Mark. I know I give you crap, but I do really appreciate <laughs> all the love you give us uh, and your loyalty to BSN in this community. Absolutely. From Space Bar. Well, Mosley is being said to sign with the Jets for $85 million for five years. Just came out on NFL.com about five minutes ago after posting my question. Here's to getting Paradis back in free agency and trading for Rosen. Hey, that may be feasible. Those two moves. Still cutting to Derek Wolf. <laughs> yep. To be able to pay for Josh Rosen. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, that's true. He does come with the price tag. Five years, $85 million. Can you believe that? That's a quarterback deal two years ago. It is. Yep, $17 mil. That's That's more than Brock Osweiler got. And everyone thought the Brock Osweiler deal was like the most <laughs> astronomical deal in the history. That was like the first eye-opening quarterback signing. All right, from Nialo, he says, I'd love to hear your comments on Bill Barnwell's D-minus grade for the Juwan James signing. His main points were started 15 games and committed seven penalties, which seems like an unimpressive feat until you consider that he averaged 10.2 penalties per 15 games in his first four seasons and allowed five sacks, which is right in line with his career rate that when he's played a full season. He's now comfortably the highest-paid right tackle in football with his $13 million average salary, placing him ahead of Lane Johnson at $11.3 million and Rick Wagner at $9.5 million. Both Johnson and Wagner are far more effective and consistent on their rookie deals than James was on his. Oh, yeah? Well, maybe this it'll change his opinion knowing it's 12-7-5 instead of 13. And that Trent Brown is going to play on the right side. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I did see that. I think Bill Barnwell gave Kareem Jackson either a B-plus or an A-minus. So he liked that signing for the Broncos, just like we're saying. And I think we would agree with Bill Barnwell that we like the Kareem Jackson signing more just because of, of how much Juwan James is getting. Ryan, it doesn't seem like you think it's a D-minus signing, though. No, it's not a D-minus signing. <laughs> because the Broncos are saying we're getting a better right tackle than we had, and we have a chance to make him something special with Mike Munchak. If they're wrong on that, it's a D-minus signing. But on the surface, the worst I, the, I, would, the worst I would give it is a C-minus. That's, I personally would call it a B-minus. I'd give it a C. Because it's it's a lot of money for average. So maybe a C-minus. 
I don't know. But the potential, there's a high ceiling there. Yeah, it just seems like he kind of over... I don't know, maybe we're overvaluing Mike Munchak, or maybe he's undervaluing Mike Munchak. I think we and the Broncos are giving a lot of credit to Mike Munchak. Now, he needs to go the out and take Best offensive line it. coach in history? Yeah, there you go. For one of them, I should say. He's a Hall of Famer. Someone made a good point yesterday. If you're willing to pay Trent Brown $17 million a year based off of the work that Dante Scarnecchia did with him, why are you not willing to pay Dante Scarnecchia $10 million a year to come <laughs> in and be your offensive line coach? Yeah, there's no reason. There really isn't. I wonder how much he is getting paid, though, because they brought him out of retirement. So I imagine they made it worth his while. How much is Bill Belichick getting paid? Oh, my gosh. It's got to be double digits, right? Well, there's no salary cap on coaches, so maybe that's where he gets them. He's like, And you don't have to release that information. Yeah. I don't know. All I'm saying is it can't be much more than two, three. Mill? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not more than that. Why would you not invest in the in the guy that turns these you know these this water into wine? Why would you need to if he's happy with two or three million? No, I'm saying another team. Oh, go and pluck him. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. All right, from Minnesota, Paul, three-time champs. Let's go. <laughs> I'm proud to be a subscriber of a podcast with such a strong winning culture. Yes. You know, the people in charge are just invested in winning <laughs> and they'll do whatever it takes. Exactly. We'll get, we'll get the job done. Along the lines of the news, I have to say I was hesitant about the Kareem Jackson signing. It was a lot of money and it wasn't Landon Collins or Adrian Amos like I'd hoped. After I read Zach's story on the signing, I, I was quickly won over. Thanks for diving into it, Zach. It sounds like Kareem Jackson could be a versatile player that Fangio needs in his mafia. How do you feel about the value of this signing? We've talked about that. He says, rival question. How do you feel about the moves the rest of the AFC West is making? Obviously, there's a lot that will happen between now and January. But is it possible we'll see, the, we'll see three AFC West teams in the playoffs? Thanks in advance for your wisdom. The Chiefs. The Chiefs signing uh, Tyron Matthew to, was it 13 or 14 million 14. per year? 14 million per year. They get an absolute baller on their defense. Their defense needs so much help. They let go of Justin Houston. Uh, so they, they And D Ford. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they needed something on the defensive side, and they got a ball hawk. A guy that probably fits what their defense needs because teams are going to be passing a lot to try to keep up with their offense. Here's the thing. The Chiefs are going to be worse next year. They need um, – I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Spagnolo. He's going to need a year to get to go from a 3-4 to a 4-3. It is not easy to just go from a 3-4 to a 4-3 and just be a ball, be awesome right away. He's going to have to get a lot of different scheme fits. They still need a middle linebacker in there that they don't have. Um, they just lost their two best pass rushers that, that led them to leading the league in sacks. Well, two of their three best. Obviously, Chris Jones is, was, a, was a monster for them. Um, putting up sacks, but they just lost two of their three best pass rushers. They have to replace those. I'm not saying they're going to fall back big. I'm just saying they're going to be worse next year. Wow. Wow. I don't think that's going to be all of a sudden be a Super Bowl ready defense. I certainly don't think so either. But as a team, you think they take a step back? I think they don't make the AFC championship. Do they win the AFC West? Probably. What about the Chargers? They haven't Chargers signed Thomas Davis. He's like 300 years old. Yeah, that doesn't really excite me if I'm them. No. But gosh, if he can play, 
that front seven they have plus Derwin, that could be that could be dangerous. I want to look up his actual age. I think he's played 15 seasons in the NFL. He's 35. He would be the oldest player on the Broncos. He's older than Joe Flacco. Man, you're old then. <laughs> so I mean. Maybe he still has a little left in the tank. How much did he get? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't. I didn't see that. I saw it was one of the thing first things I saw when I woke up this morning. Did not see did not uh see the numbers. Not seventeen a year. Doubt he made <laughs> seventeen a year. Um I think I mean, obviously the the Raiders have been impressive. They had a lot to spend. What's a little scary about the Raiders is they've improved their roster significantly and they have three first round picks. Yeah. And if if you hit on those, especially what four overall, whew, that's a lot scary. of talent all of a sudden. History would say they're not gonna hit on all three of those. I think the Vikings five years ago had three first round picks. I don't think they hit on a single one of them. Now they didn't have the number four overall pick, but it just because you have it doesn't mean it's going to be anything. Just pray, just pray that it's not Kyler Murray, and that's all I say. Could you imagine if Trent Brown pans out, Antonio Brown pans out? And then these three first-round picks pan out. They'll be good. they'll be a playoff team next year. Yeah, and good for a while. Especially if that one of them is Kyler Murray and he pans out. Oh yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be kind of funny that they just signed the tallest offensive lineman in football and then got the shortest quarterback. <laughs> in football. It'd show that they really don't care about uh, like a quarterback foot, height. It'd be like a foot shorter. Yeah, almost an entire oh, foot shorter. Wow. Uh, from LH Almeida, actually from Andre from mile high brazil he says first off congratulations on your third championship second quick question when should we have the uh the parade oh are we shutting down the whole city or should just we do the parade blocks? in brazil or australia mm, why not just both both i'm down anyways he says quick question who do expect next in free agency god you guys are so greedy <laughs> heard we got back to negotiations with paradis and billy turner is it better to go for someone on the market or or be safer and re-sign one of those guys P.S. L.A., please stop working in the late hours of the night. If it's past Zach's bedtime in Colorado, imagine us in Brazil. Yeah, Oof, that is rough, Andre. Ryan, if the Broncos don't re-sign Matt Paradis because we know they're not re-signing Billy Turner, is it Connor McGovern, or do they go out and get a Tier 2, Tier 3 center, or is it draft? Uh, it's possible. I don't know. You have, what, do you have le- what do you have left to spend? Um, six? Yeah. If you're not getting crazy. Yeah. And you may not even have that if you have to fill out the rest of your roster. Yeah, I would say it's going to be Connor McGovern. I think, it, I think it's Connor McGovern as well. All right. From Joe Hereen. Hereen? Hereen. 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 From Joe Hereen. Or it's a silent H, so it's Hereen. That'd be eerie. I'm 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 hearing what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> he says pronunciation guide. <laughs> it's more fun to try. <laughs> Heron, like the old pitcher Dan Heron, and it's cool that you all talked about uh, the Sioux City Journal, but don't trust it. <laughs> I live a bit north of there, and I couldn't name a person I know that reads it. Mm. Question time: Who do we currently have? Well, I mean, who reads papers anymore anyway? <laughs> Especially when places like BSN exist. Exactly. Who do we currently have signed on the offensive line, and who do you guys see as potential bargain signings we could afford with recent big signings? I've always hated Flacco, but gosh darn it, I just want to win, so let's protect him and give the rest of the West a run for their money and potentially make the playoffs. So right now, your offensive line is Garrett Bowles, 
Ron Leary. Ron Leary. Connor McGovern. Uh, Sam Jones. Uh, <laughs> you want to say someone that's on the team? Sure. Sam Jones and uh, Juwan James. How do you feel about that? Got a hole there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have you have one very big hole there. Outside of that, you you really hope that Ron Leary can return from the Achilles injury. If he does and he's healthy, you feel good about that. Um, personally, I feel fine about Connor McGovern at center, knowing the restrictions you're under. But you gotta get a right guard. Yeah, well, where are they gonna do that? Connor McGovern, the college player. Oh man, that'd be good. Then you have them next to each other <laughs> on the line. At least one's a guard and one's a center. Instead of two guards. Yeah, that's true. We could just say Connor McGovern in the center, Connor McGovern right. in the guard. We'd just probably call him center and guard. We wouldn't even say McGovern or Connor. Or Connor G, Connor C. <laughs> uh, from Carpaccio Chris. Wait, did we say – is there a guy out there? cheap right guard i don't think there's a cheap offensive lineman that no exists. because billy turner would have been that cheap option he was seven million dollars one million more than you can afford to spend you know what you probably could have afforded that but i don't think they wanted to at that price yeah no that wouldn't have excited anyone no i bet packers fans are excited about it broncos fans probably wouldn't have been yeah it's just kind of like you have nothing you you have a lot of a little but really it's nothing in one that's deep, bro. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. <laughs> All right, from Carpaccio Chris. He says, Ryan, happy belated birthday. Thank you. You guys have me foaming at the mouth for OBJ now. He's nowhere near the diva AB is. And he's also great f- friends with Vaughn from what I'm seeing. In fact, the two are hanging yep. out as we speak. <laughs> yep. I know it's not a guarantee the Broncos are even interested uh, or if the Giants will move on, but it's enticing. Also, with Gronk's agent saying that Gronk has yet to make up his mind regarding his future, would you see it possible he could be playing in a Broncos uniform <laughs> if he decides to play? I don't remember if I heard it from you guys or another source online, but I heard he loves the Denver area. He, well, who doesn't? Exactly. He does love the Denver area, but why would he leave the Patriots and Tom Brady? Just a big Flacco guy. <laughs> yeah, must be. Uh, also, could not afford Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's going to be probably one year, $10 million for him at least. You'd be moving on from Derek and Emmanuel. Would you do that? Nope. You wouldn't do it? Nope. Yeah, he's he's he should retire. Just retire. He he really should. OBJ, were we, what did we say yesterday to make people foam at the we mouth? We said, like, maybe they could trade. <laughs> yeah, he you'd is, have to get rid of everyone then. He is friends with Vaughn. He is. You'd have to unsign Juwan James <laughs> and Green Jackson. You would. <laughs> I guess you could. You could. From Colorado sports fans, uh, he talks about the um, – he says, so ESPN is grading all the free agent moves. They gave Jackson a B and James a D. Do you guys agree with the grades? Do we say what your grade would be for Jackson? I'm going to say A minus. Yeah. And B minus uh, for James. Right, you're a nice guy over there. I'll balance this out and go B plus for Jackson just because he's a tiny bit on the older side. All right, fine. Estes to Bestus chimes in, says, What up, what up, BSN rock stars? My name is Estes to Bestus because my name is Joe Estes. Are we saying it right? Yes. It's, it's actually, actually Estes. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just coincidence that Estes Park is in Colorado, and I'm told that Sean Estes is a second cousin in some way. 
Okay. All right. Not not sure how exactly. Anyways, loving free agency and the pod. Keep it up, BSN rock stars. Man, I'll tell you, I get great, great vibes from Joe. If you want to call me a BSN rock star, I'm always going to be in a good mood. Definitely. <laughs> he is the bestest. <laughs> All right, Zach. The... Does it feel like free agency is about to start tomorrow, or does it feel like it's about to end? <laughs> it feels like it's done. Isn't that so weird? What's yes. the point of this? Just open it up. Because then people would be tampering two days before. But obviously, now they're tampering yeah. two days before the legal. <laughs> There's no way you can change this. No, you can't. It's silly. It should it should open because then Joe Flacco can officially be the Broncos quarterback. Also, they've been showing a lot of highlights today, and there's been a lot of Joe Flacco getting sacked. Really? From who? That one was Anthony Barr. I guess they're showing an Anthony Barr highlight mix right now. There's also probably a C.J. Mosley one out there that they're showing. He's hitting his own quarterback? Nope, not that. <laughs> not, not a C.J. Mosley one. <laughs> Speaking of C.J. Mosley, there he is. Uh, uh, doesn't, Intercepting Andy Dalton. Isn't running like a $17 million man, is he? No, $17 million for a middle linebacker is honestly... It is wild. All they're showing is interception highlights. I didn't really know he was like that. So let's... <laughs> Just big interception guy, <laughs> even though his biggest weakness is coverage. Um, if you are the Broncos, I believe you can get a C.J. Mosley-esque player, if not even better, for around $3 million a year mm. when you select Devin White or Devin Bush in the first round. Mm. That's tempting. One-sixth of the price. It's setting up for it, too. It does seem like it. Like If you, if you, if you checked off two needs which you didn't totally. But if you wanted to make every position a little bit better or a lot better, you would have to go middle linebacker in the draft. Especially Vic Fangio said he wants multiple players added to that position. I'm sure he'd be fine if it's just one, if it's a number 10 overall pick. Zach, when we talk tomorrow on this podcast, will there be a new Bronco to talk about? No. I don't think so. I think the Broncos made their big splash, and uh, they're they're going to wait for those Tier 2 and Tier 3 guys. Who is the most ridiculous free agent that will be suggested in the comment section for tomorrow? Le'Veon Bell. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we have those two things established. There probably won't be a new Bronco, but some people will think there should be some crazy (laughs) new Broncos. I will say... I think they're done for now, too. They'll wait until a week after free agency to assign Jeff Hireman to a $4 million deal or something. There it is. And honestly, this is way more exciting. Get two studs and then fill out the rest of your roster instead of getting four. Huh. Okay. Here's the thing. I, I'm a believer in under-promise, over-deliver. We got everyone hopes, everyone's hopes down. Mm. If they sign Matt Paradis, everyone can throw a party. Exactly. There we go. And, Ryan, we have one last one coming in from Bad188. He says, yes, we got the cornerback and right tackle I wanted. I'm interested to see what other moves we make in the next two days. The Kareem Jackson signing is amazing. Jackson, Harris, Simmons can all cover a lot of grass in a zone and can tackle. I would be happy with Will Parks as our starting safety. Any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, that that's what it's going to be. So I agree. I mean, you can cover the field now. You can really cover the whole field. Yeah, and let's not forget about um, Trey Marshall and also Jamal Carter. Everyone wanted the safety position. The Broncos, in terms of young talent, 
It's probably um, running back and then safety. If we're saying don't forget people, there's still Sue Cravens. Yeah, forget Sue Craven. <laughs> don't forget anyone else. <laughs> He's going to have a shot, right? Going to have a chance to make the team, just like Trey Marshall and Jamal Carter. We'll see if he ever uh, does that. All right, for us, uh, before we leave, I want to tell you guys about Total Beverage. Uh, what if I told you you could order your liquor on a mobile app and have it delivered to you that same day and save money while you're doing it? That is precisely what I'm telling you. Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie, and they have the lowest prices in the state. Plus, they're locally owned and operated, so you're helping out the local guy, and of course we know that you love the local guy. For a limited time, Total Bev is offering $10 uh, off a $50 purchase on their website and their app when you use the promo code BSN10. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your purchase of $50 or more for all of your parties and have it delivered straight to your door. That's going to wrap it up for us. We hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. It's getting-